We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back to the second victory pod in a row for 2020. I'm Jimmy and he's Dan. Dan, how are you feeling? Two weeks, two wins for Sporting KC. Gotta feel good. Oh, feeling damn good. Feeling good. Feeling uh, goddamn good, Jimmy. What is this accent you're doing? (laughs) (laughs) Trying a new thing. Uh, Dude, I'm jazzed. I'm jazzed. I got jazz hands. I'm listening to jazz. I'm completely jazzed. Because we got six points, man. And we're at the top of the table. But here's where I'm going to bring you down a bit. Let's not get excited. I know. I'm one that gets excited all the time. But we shouldn't. All right, let's calm down. Okay, well, you know, we'll talk about it. I think there are some things to be excited about. I also think nope, there nope, 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 nope. are some sweeping conclusions some people might be making out of two games that we do not yet have enough information to make. But, you know, hey, two games, six points out of six points. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. So we're gonna we're gonna talk yeah, all about that. You're talking crazy. You're, you're talking crazy. You, you sound sick. I think you have coronavirus. Uh, <laughs> you should probably go self quarantine yourself, my friend. Yeah. No. Ho- hopefully, you know, I uh, I don't have coronavirus. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. I don't even drink the stuff. Um, I don't even know. Yeah. Well, you know what? I was reading that what forty percent of or corona beer has dropped in sales by 40 percent because <laughs> percentage of the population equates drinking corona beer with coronavirus so yeah why would you makes zero sense that. <laughs> like when there was the swine um, flu i'm sure people stopped eating yeah. bacon you know yeah i mean you know this is so i guess we'll just say up top this does seem to be a relatively serious situation to to an extent so you know we don't know exactly what is going to happen we have seen that uh, obviously countries like Italy are on lockdown and, and they have canceled all Syria and other sporting events for the next month at least. We don't yet know what's going to happen here in the States. Let's hope that we can kind of keep it contained. Thankfully, the cases in Missouri or in, in Kansas right now that are known are limited to one. So we'll hope it stays that way and hope that we can uh, get through the rest of this without much more mayhem. But It's know. a little crazy, right? Why is everyone buying toilet paper? Can you shed some light on that for me? <laughs> Everyone just going to start having massive shits and they just got to have toilet paper? I think part of it is sort of mob mentality. I know that like in Australia, it's a real big deal. People are buying toilet paper like crazy. But part of that is because I guess like most of Australia's toilet paper <laughs> is manufactured in China. And obviously there's not a lot of export coming out of China right now because that's where like a lot of this started. 
So that's a little bit more understandable, but here in the States, like, I think we'll be fine. Like we're not going to run out of Charmin. So let's, let's not get too crazy, but (laughs) no, Charmin will run out. You'll be stuck with crappy angel (laughs) soft or store brand brand or yeah. (laughs) You say mob mentality. It just reminds me like if someone comes running at you, you're like, Oh, what what are we running from? Everybody run. (laughs) Yeah. I just, I mean, look, as long as people practice basic hygiene, like wash your hands, try not to touch your face, which right. I know is hard. Um, <laughs> just like, you know, I, I think mostly we'll be okay, but you know, please do take this, you know, somewhat seriously. Don't panic. But if you're feeling sick and you match the symptoms, call your doctor and get checked out. Uh, and, and yeah, go from there. So, right. But you sound like I don't know. a freaking commercial over here one in four males <laughs> <laughs> well you know at work you know i work for local government so we get, we've been getting people asking about it and and it's it's a, a delicate balance of like take it seriously but don't panic and i think it's it's important to find that line like don't just dismiss this because this is potentially very serious but also we're not at a point where it's like it's the apocalypse so you know well i know if there is an apocalypse i got you because you're going to send me some kind of link and you're going to say like <laughs> apocalypse on get your shit together and I'm like all right in the bunker we go yep and I you've been watching walking bunker. dead so you know all the been trips watching a lot and, of that sure yeah you know how to stop all the zombies so <laughs> yeah i mean should probably start with owning a gun don't really have one of those unless uh, you're a criminal listening to this right now then i own many guns and don't fuck okay. with me okay <laughs> don't let's <laughs> We got two new reviews this week. Oh, we <laughs> let's, did. Uh, let's jump to those. Uh, you want to give them a, a, a read for us? Oh, dude, absolutely. As I stall, 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 trying to pull them up real fast. Yep, here we go. <laughs> Last Wednesday, the camera 17 said, I thought it was, I kind of like the show, but he capitalized kind of, so it's I keen to like the show. And yeah, I'm like, I get it's a you. Pun. It's a pun. See, he, when he said kind of, I was like, all right, still gave five stars, so whatever. I guess he really likes it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> fellas, wow. I love this show. The content is profesh. That's abbreviation for professional. Y'all are hilarious. We all owe you a nice three-course meal and a high five. Okay. It's going to be a great season. I can't wait to see what the team Pulitos out of the hat. It's, no, it's all right. <laughs> I don't know. I got nothing for Poonchets. Haha. Thanks again, fellas. We love you. So, first of all, I'm thinking three-course meal. I'm like, just three? Where are we going? Cheesecake Factory? What is this? I feel like, also, there was a pun in Punchech or Punchech in there that could have, oh, you know, could have might need to workshop a little bit. Yeah. yeah. but Great review, though. You know, Great review. Okay. I got, we're showing love. It's good. You show love. I love it. Uh, I like dude, it. moving on. John Mayers said, fun SKC podcast. There are a lot of SKC podcasts, and this might be the best one. Holy shit. It, it has equal amounts of technical talk and fan talk with some silly bits thrown in. Well done, gents. Well done. Everyone Johnny. likes Dan's silly bits. No, that's <laughs> what, what kind of bits we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Ask Marissa. My man, my man bits. The uh, oh, Sorry cut that out in post uh, <laughs> not doing that Stand dude that skc podcast man i mean there's maybe two maybe three but uh best one there's a there's at least four now is there there's, four okay and yeah. we take the gold apparently that's big time 
That's you big take time. John I feel Maris good about gold. that. I will go to bed with a smile on my face after reading that. And today's there the first day I read it, so that's exciting. It's pretty awesome. So you go to a bed. Guys, if, go, wow, oh, I can't talk. Go to bed with a <laughs> smile on your face from that and go to bed with a smile on your face from a win. So Yeah, a win and, and no coronavirus, and it, it's great, man. And if you have not left a review, what are you waiting on? I mean, maybe you're, maybe you're new to the pod. Maybe you're not. But we we get a lot of downloads every week. I know y'all don't have Apple iPhones, which is crazy. All right, why don't you join us? Join <laughs> us. Uh, get on there. Get those Apple reviews going. Uh, and if you're a Samsung representative, get a review system on your podcast. What's that about? Right. What are you doing? Come on. How how are you so. supposed to promote your podcast? I just I don't get it. <laughs> Thank you to everybody who has left a review. And, and like Dan said, if you have not. Go do it, please, and we will be eternally grateful. Uh, but let's turn our attention to this game that happened last Saturday, the home opener against the Houston Dynamo. We all know what happened. Sporting KC dominated Houston 4-0. Probably could have been 5-6 or 7-0 had things gone even better. But hey, you know, beggars can't be choosers. Uh, but we're going to go through all of what happened. Um, I do first want to mention, I sent this to Dan in a screenshot, but I just think this is too funny not to share. Uh, I I was chatting <laughs> online on Twitter with, with Southwest Airlines because I was trying to move an airline, As uh, one a, a flight. Yeah, I was trying to move a flight. Um, just I had to change my travel dates for something for work. And it was not letting me do it online for some reason. So I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll shoot them a Twitter DM. And, and they get right back to me. Give them a backstory. <laughs> Southwest is great. I'm just, you know, giving the context, setting yeah, this up. Because yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm in like work mode at this point. I'm literally doing this at work. So I'm like being all professional, like, hey, can you help me do this, that, and the other, you know? And, and, and they get right back to me and they help me. And, it's, you know, they're like, great, you're all set. A confirmation email will arrive shortly. And then the guy gives it a, a little paragraph return and goes, on an unreal, and, and I haven't mentioned anything about anything other than I just need to change my flight. You know, I don't, I haven't said anything about where I am other than I guess he can look it up from the airport or whatnot. But he goes, on an unrelated note, Thanks for embarrassing Houston on Saturday. Everyone in Dallas loves to watch them lose. Just yeah. total, totally unsolicited. And I was like, well, this is amazing. And I forgot that like, like Southwest is based out of Texas. But uh, yeah. So I like guess you he, did that. You embarrassed him. Right. Well, I mean, dude, he, he, <laughs> he didn't like, he didn't see where you were from. He went to your Twitter profile Maybe, and saw yeah. all the stuff you're into. You know what I mean? It says, I guess so. it says right there, talk sporting KC on no other pod. Uh, likes ferrets, owns many cats. Yep. You got a whole Twitter bio. Going All of on. that is real. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, yeah, I just, I thought it was funny because I was in like work mode, like professional or whatever. And then I got this and I was like, oh, this is amazing. So I screenshotted it and sent it to Dan. And then I screenshotted it and sent it to the one Houston fan that I know. So. Uh, and I, I screenshot it and uh, sent to my wife, Marissa. And she was like, oh my gosh, how did how did they know? And I was like, they probably went to his Twitter profile. What do you mean, how did they know? And she was like, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, I thought it was funny. So thank you, Southwest. Um, we were happy we embarrassed Houston as well. So let's extra, talk about... You get extra rapid reward points for shouting them out, that's for sure. That's true. Maybe if I tweet how great they are, they'll give me drink tickets. And then I can drink Dude, on Southwest. That's fantastic. Maybe you, you should have been like, oh yeah, listen to the podcast. I should have missed opportunity. Next time, I'll, I'll, I'll message him back now, and I'll say, "Hey, is William still there?" 
And if so, can you tell him to listen to my podcast? <laughs> Is William still there? Yeah, hold on. We keep him in the back. <laughs> we bring him out for the very difficult customers. Right. Yes. Uh, anyway, let's let's talk about this game. So we uh, we saw the lineup come out, and and this was, I mean, no changes from no week changes. One. I mean, exact same eighteen. And, uh, yeah, I guess that was sort of what we expected. And we knew that Houston was going to be a little bit shorthanded because they did not have Albert Elise on their bench or in their starting lineup due to injury. So, without him, I mean, I wasn't too scared of this Houston team, but I think we both went into this thinking that we were going to win in some way, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, it, it, it didn't feel that scary. I don't think that we necessarily thought we were going to dominate quite the way it did, but... Talk to me. I was up in the press box, so talk to me what it felt like down in like the the Boulevard. What's it called now? Not Boulevard. The Budweiser Brew House. I don't know. Is that and what it's called? down in the Cauldron. What what was what was the feeling before the game? Like was it high energy? People excited? Dude, from what I could tell, uh, the the Brew House was packed before the seating bowl even opened. Like people were there, ready to lock down their seats. And I I usually get in like shortly after they open the seating. Like, I'm not trying to bang down the doors. I, I get there a decent time. I get a decent seat. Well, I didn't really get... It was slim pickings on seats when I got there, man. Like, everyone was really anticipating this home opener, which is crazy, you know, uh, uh, because of how they ended last year. Uh, most most teams in most sports do not have a turnout like that after a bad season. So, I mean, I think the, I think the signings in the offseason got everyone excited. And I think that's a main reason for uh, for all the attendance, dude. And I think the first game was an indication of like how we're going to play by seeing Polito and Kinda score in both games, and that's like that doesn't happen. So to see your two big signings get on the board like that is pretty exciting, man. Especially when Kinda was not a well-known guy to most people. I mean, Polito, right. sure you can say, yeah, I mean he's from Chivas. I mean, big time, big deal, Liga MX. And then they're like, yeah, we got this guy from Israel. He's probably good. It turns out he's really good. Yeah. I mean, I I think you're right. For me, it was going to be interesting to see what the crowd response was like, given how poor last year went. Um, it's, It's no secret that everybody was very disappointed. And you could tell as the season went on last year, attendance dwindled and it was it was sort of a, a, just a bad situation all around so to see the roster turnover in 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 the off season and then to come out and win the first game on the road I think people sort of came back to this year with with a renewed sense of optimism almost um, and I think winning that first game on the road was very important and and you could tell that this place was I mean there was 21,000 people plus in the stands it was standing room only this felt like what a sporting KC game was supposed to feel like. And I was very glad that, like the players you mentioned, Gadi Kinda, Alan Pulido, uh, Roberto Punchech, like their first experience in Children's Mercy Park was a quality experience, not just from the results on the field, but from seeing the fans and the environment in the stands. I think that's really important to sort of set the, the, the tone and set the standard for their experience. Because if they come out and it's like, a half empty stadium and people are kind of like, eh, they were bad last year. We'll see how they are this year. It, it, that's not why they signed for Sporting KC. So that was really cool to me. And the fireworks on the roof were really cool too. They always scare me. Yes. Because I never remember how, how they're cool coming. How cool was that? But 
Can you hear them pretty well from where you are? Oh my god, it is so freaking. So is that why they scare you? Every single game, like I'm like on my computer, like tweeting something, doing something, getting ready to, to like kind of do something out, and then all of a sudden it's like boom, fireworks. Wait, stop. Every single game. How long have they been doing this? Am I just oblivious? I mean, they've been doing fireworks on the field for yeah. a while. The, the the roof fireworks make it even louder. But even just the field fireworks scare me every time. Okay, I don't know if the <laughs> roof ones were like here and then went away. But like they really they really pushed it this year and were like, roof fireworks are back. And I was like, back? Were they ever Were they ever here? Did, how, did they leave? What did, I, I'm not – I wasn't sure what happened. Yeah, it might have just been like a uh, – I don't know. Like they were here for a, a special events, but not like on a game by game basis. Uh, but well, they're amazing, and the fact that it is going to be game by game, I am a big, big supporter of roof fireworks. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Despite it was pretty you cool. pooping your pants up there. <laughs> so I I want to dig into some of these goals here. Um, you know this this first one I think is is really interesting. Um, for a number of reasons. Doyle, Matt Doyle on MLSsoccer.com actually did a pretty good breakdown of this goal. Um, and the highlight that they put on uh, MLSsoccer.com doesn't really give Graham Zussi the credit I think he deserves in, in this goal. That and, and Doyle does a good job of covering it. But basically this first goal starts with Melia gets the ball back in goal, kicks it out to Zussi, who pushes it up the right side of the field. He looks up and sees Gaddy Kinda wide open in the middle of the field, and this is where Zussi does a good job of sort of chipping it over some Houston defenders to Gaddy Kinda, who has a great first touch. Like he does this little like skip kick thing where he kind of gets the ball right at his feet, drives forward, lays it off to Kyrie, who touches it. I'm not totally convinced it's entirely intentional, but he touches it across the box to Alan Pulido or toward Johnny Russell. But Pulido, who's kind of running away from goal, just squares his hips up, fires it right into the bottom right corner of the net, puts it past Marich for the first goal of the game in the 16th minute, and you could not have picked a way to fire up the crowd more than the new designated player number nine scoring the first goal of the year at the home stands in such a fashion. I mean, best possible way you could start, I think. So what were you thinking? I think that he only needs about 15 minutes to score a goal. That's about the same time he scored in Vancouver. And I was like, holy shit. Okay, if he does this at Atlanta around the 15-minute mark, I'm convinced that's just what he needs to warm up. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. But I just think – I think Kinda was just trying to put it in a dangerous position. I mean, it didn't really look that intentional. He saw where the players were, and he's just like, here, take the ball. I'm like – I'm getting roughed up for a minute. And Johnny's coming in, dude, to hit it with his weak foot. And Polito was like, step back. Do you know how much money I make? And he put it away. <laughs> yeah, to see Kinda and then to see Kyrie and then to see Polito all involved in this play, it's, it's it's one, it's really cool. But this is the type of, like, we did not have a player, like maybe Johnny Russell on a good day, but we did not have a player, definitely not a striker, who could finish this type of a chance previously before Alan Polito. This is not a, a goal Dom Dwyer could score. This is not a goal Christian Namath could score. As much as I liked what Kyrie did a few years ago or a couple years ago, this is not a goal that Kyrie can score from the striker spot. Running away from the goal, back turned, turning and squaring your hips up and up and up enough. Wow, I can talk. And then getting enough power on the shot while placing it precisely enough to get perfectly in the corner. This is why you pay millions of dollars for a striker. And it was just amazing. Absolutely. 
And here's the deal. Johnny is not... Johnny's kind of second fiddle now, man. I mean, last year, he was the dude. And the year before. And they and people locked him down. And so they, they caught on to his tricks. Now, people have got to catch on to Polito's tricks. And they will. Or they might. Who knows? Who cares? Because if and when they do, Johnny's open again. And Johnny's going to do Johnny things. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm so excited about this front group of guys. And and to even have Kyrie Shelton up there in that conversation with Polito and Johnny Russell, dude, our front three are great. And for years we've been talking about the front three. Who the hell is it going to be? We got nobody scoring goals. I don't get it. We don't have a true striker. Now we seem pretty set. Midfield seems decently set. Our only issues are kind of with the defense, but why would it be? We're beating people 4-0, you know, right. uh, 3-1. Why would we be worried about the defense? And then on the other hand, it was just Vancouver and it was just Houston. You got to dial it back. You got to humble yourself a little bit because Atlanta might humble us for us. You know what I mean? We might be in trouble next week. We just don't know. Yeah, and we'll talk about that game for sure. That one will be interesting, particularly without Joseph Martinez in the lineup. Um, You know, Vancouver, who knows how they are really. Maybe they're better than people thought. They went into L.A. and beat the Galaxy 1-0 in uh, Dignity Health Sports Park. So, or maybe LA's bad. Maybe the Galaxy and Chicharito are bad. Maybe Vancouver. Who who really knows at this point? It's so early. So, like you said at the top of this podcast, it's hard to make sweeping conclusions. Um, but I think we do know Alan Polito is is the real deal. At least all indications seem that way. And you want to know what my favorite part of this goal was? It, it, it wasn't the is that he's having a setup. blast. Well, yeah, it wasn't the beautiful setup. It wasn't the turn and the finish. It was what was the first thing he did after he scored? He turned and ran toward the cauldron, grabbed the Sporting KC crest, and pointed to it and pounded on it. Like, I'm here, and I'm glad to be here, and I love it. There was a time one time where Messi scored a goal, and he turns around and points to the name on the back. Points to his own name, and I'm like, He takes off the jersey and holds it up. Yes, held it backwards, and it's like, nah, man, I love people that play for that name on the front, Ivy Investments. No, I mean, Sporting Kansas City. <laughs> and, and, dude, he's having a blast. He posted something on Instagram uh, yesterday or the day before, and it said uh, it was just a picture of Children's Mercy Park. It looked like maybe he was at Nebraska Furniture Mart's parking lot, and it like he, it had the filter, like the foggy love filter, and it, right. uh, it said home. And I'm like, you son of a bitch. You pulling out my heartstrings. <laughs> I love you so much. Well, and it's cool to see there were so I mean, you can tell the impact his signing has had on the Spanish speaking and particularly the, the, the Mexican right. audience in Kansas City. There were plenty Sporting's of, putting out Spanish recaps now. Right, yeah. Sporting's got Spanish recaps. Uh there I were, tried to read it. <laughs> there were a lot of uh, Spanish speaking and Mexican fans in the stands. Um I have never seen so much Spanish speaking media at a game in my life. And it's awesome. They were there doing video interviews, TV interviews, radio interviews, and they're all here because of Polito. And to have somebody of that caliber at the club, is it's unreal. Um, and no, he's not like the international name that someone like Zlatan is, but you see what sort of deal that a person like Zlatan has on a club. He leaves and suddenly Sebastian Legette is like, yeah, it sucked and I hated every second of it. Polito clearly doesn't seem to be that kind of guy. So... It's pretty cool. Not at all. I think um, he's happy to be here, man. I, I just, I think he's loving the culture and the life. And I think, uh, I think some of the other people on the team have really helped integrate him really well. I heard Roger is a big, uh, big factor as as far as that part goes. 
Absolutely. Roger um, was was a big factor in getting Felipe integrated into the squad when he came. Uh, I'm sure he's helping Polito, and I know he's helping Gadi Kinda because Peter said that he sort of paired Roger up with Kinda, even though they didn't necessarily speak the same language. Roger's the kind of guy that can get new players sort of indoctrinated into the SKC culture and, and make them feel part of the team and part of the family. So um, speaking of Roger, it was what? eight, nine minutes later, where Johnny Russell sent in a ball off of a set piece. Alan Polito looked like he got ahead to it at first, but I think it actually came off of Zarek Valentin. But he still, um, people know he can score with his head because of his Vancouver goal. So Zarek Valentin had to close in fast. Is paying more attention to Polito than where he's putting the ball. Puts it in front of uh, Roger Espinoza, who class little soft touch right over uh, the Houston keeper into the back of the net to make it 2-0 for Sporting KC in the 25th minute. Pretty class from Roger, man. Like he could have skyrocketed over the goal in in old Roger fashion, um, but for him to do that, it just looked awesome. I mean, it just uh, he took his time. It looked so patient and calm. And I think even uh, it happened so quickly that even Nate on the broadcast was kind of hesitated to say who scored the goal. And even the cameraman was still focused on Polito. Like who just scored? You know, and they finally saw yeah. Roger running away and people jumping on him and stuff. So it was cool, man. It was nice to be up uh, 2-0 at that point in the game. And it almost got worse for Houston before the half. Uh, 38th minute is where this got a little crazy. Uh, Gadikinda took the ball in the midfield and turned it upfield. Who, man, he can turn upfield. He can, I mean, back away from the goal. He can get the ball, turn, and sprint upfield faster than just about anyone else I've seen. And he sprung Kyrie right. for a, a, a wide open run down the field. And it looked like Kyrie was going to get a one-on-one. And then for some reason, Marich, the Houston keeper, came way off his line, kind of muffed the clearance. And Johnny Russell launched this ball from 40 yards out and, and missed the net by like maybe a foot and a half. Like it was yeah. very close. Oh, man. That's not an easy shot, but like you feel like you got to put that away. Like it was just a wide open net. All you got to do is lob it down there, but that's that's super difficult. Had he done that, the whole place, like, the, the stadium would have exploded. <laughs> like, well, everyone I, started exploding, like, as it was on the way. It's like, yeah. oh, my God. It, it just would have been absolutely insane. Um, and it's a, it would have been up for goal of the year, potentially, and it's a bummer that we didn't get to see it. But, you know, it, man, it's close. And, and it's just, like, for me, that play just kind of showed the confidence of, of Sporting KC in that moment. Johnny's like... 40 yards out, yeah, it's an open net, but I'm about to take this because I believe that I can do this. And and that's not – I mean, that's not an easy shot. Like, anybody can try to go out to a random soccer field and kick a ball in on the fly from 40 yards out, and it's going to be very difficult to do. So, Right, um, exactly. I don't know. But halftime 2-0, feeling good. But how many times have we seen a Sporting KC team go into a half to up 2-0 or up a goal, and then they kind of come out flat in the second sure. half? Sure. You just and, knew you needed one more. You knew you needed to get to right. three, and things would feel a little better. But two nil, you just don't you don't feel safe. And did it kind of feel like to you for the first ten, maybe fifteen minutes or so of the second half that Houston almost kind of got back in it? Like they had a couple of chances. I think Tim made one big fingertip save um, about five six minutes into the second half. It, it looked it, it didn't feel like they were necessarily coming back, but it felt like okay, this game's starting to even out a bit. At least to me, did it start to feel that way to you? Yeah, a little bit, but not as much as like at the beginning of the game. They they looked pretty good for the first 14 minutes of of the game. I mean, they they were 
Tab, Tab Ramos was quoted before coming up here. He said, uh, you know, we're going to press him. We know we have to, so we're, we're going to bring that high press. And, and they did, for starters. And then they were just like, well, we can't do that because they're pressing us. They're, they're killing us. I mean, Graham Zussi's killing our midfield by going forward like he does, and they're just, they just looked exhausted. Yeah, there was the, the Houston midfield was non-existent. Zussi was going forward and, and shooting up the wing. He was cutting inside and almost yeah. doing that sort of inverted right back thing that people got mad at at a bear halter for doing with Tyler Adams. Graham Zussi was almost kind of doing that. Um, he loves doing it because Zussi has the conditioning, man. Zussi's a workhorse over there. So his goal, I mean, is not to get goals or, or even assists. Like he really wants to tire out those uh, midfielders. Well, and I was talking with some people after the game, and, and I think, you know, I'm not saying Zussi's defensive woes are all gone. They're certainly not. But one of the things that is different this year compared to last year is, one, he's got Puncic next to him, who's a more athletic center back than Andre Ufantas or Botan Barat, for that matter. But he's got Kyrie Shelton on the right side of him as well, who does very well tracking back is super fast he is flying all over the field and he is tracking back and, and covering defensively very well which frees Zussi to have a little bit more freedom to roam around the field Johnny was very good but he didn't have that same pace that Kyrie does and he didn't track back and do quite the same defensive work rate that Kyrie has um, so it just covers for Zussi a little bit and lets him do a little bit more of what he's used to which I appreciate but yeah absolutely uh, 65th minute is where that third goal you were hoping for, it finally came. Uh, Sporting KC was, was pressing and pressing and pressing, and Polito got the ball in the box, sent it to a dangerous spot at the penalty spot where Gadi Kinda was. One touch, stops the ball, and then pokes it into the back of the net with his right foot, then does a backflip, and I thought tore his ACL and almost gave me a heart attack, but he didn't, thankfully. Uh, he did, however, put Sporting KC up 3-0. So Polito and Kinda doing it again. Fantastic, man. It is fantastic when they link up like that. I, I just, the fact that it's happened two games in a row makes me feel that uh, it needs to happen every game. I'm just feeling kind of spoiled. I know it's only been two games, but let's keep that rolling. Yeah, it, uh, he was, Polito was asked after the game, Kinda doesn't speak English very well, and Polito was going through a translator, but they were asked, uh, he was asked about his, his relationship with Kinda and, and that connection, and he was like, man, I can tell on the field already that he's one of the highest quality players on the field at all times. And and there's obviously a connection that's starting to build with us, and we haven't been here that long together, and I hope it continues to build. But but we're starting to learn where each other are going to be on the field. We're starting to, to just sort of feel out how we each like to play, and we have little conversations on the field where we kind of tell each other our plans, and, and we're just starting to get to know each other so we can do these types of things. And And that's so exciting to hear because when you can start having quality players like those two know where each other are going to be without having to look – that's where this team gets real dangerous. Absolutely. So. And then uh, lastly, 77th minute, uh, Gianluca Buzio had already checked in, and he was looking real good. And he uh, took this corner kick, uh, sent it into the box. Houston kind of lost it. It fell to Kyrie, who poked it into the back of the net. His first goal of the year didn't have to wait nearly as long as he did a couple years ago to finally find the back of the net. 4-0 Sporting KC, and that's where it ends. So yeah, Merry Christmas right there, huh? For Kyrie, I mean that that <laughs> ball just somehow got through like three defenders that were shielding him, and he's just like, oh, there's the ball. I should probably put it right in the net. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. So, I mean, hey, there wasn't were times, pretty, though. Wasn't gorgeous 20, by any means. Right. There were times in 2018 where he had sitters and, and, and for whatever reason just wasn't able to put them away. And, right. you know, it's better to start it off being able to do that this year than not. So, I'm real happy. What I love about Kyrie Shelton is that we tried to get him out of the super draft. And he just went too early. You know what I mean? Like, we just – he wasn't around when it was our turn to pick. We didn't trade up. And uh, so just to know that we originally did want him and finally got him, it's like pff, good things are worth waiting for. Yep, 100%. Uh, the game ends 4-0, obviously, and there's two things that I want to talk about that happened post-game that I think are, are really cool. One, it's great that, again, the new players, Puncic, Polito, Kinda um, – were able to experience a post-game victory celebration in their first game at Children's Mercy Park, lighting up and singing Oh and the Wiz and the cauldron going crazy. Like, really cool that that's their first experience at, at home. And then the second was, I don't know if you saw this, Beasler jumping into the crowd, chugging the beer, high-fiving people, thanking people. It seemed like it meant a lot to him, as mu- and as well as the fans, obviously, that after as rough of a year as it was last year to come out and make such a statement at home to start the year and have the environment be the way it was just seemed like it was kind of a special moment for everyone involved and Beasler took a moment to thank the fans which I thought was really cool so I don't know if you saw that or not yeah I'm just like Beasler you could thank him without spreading coronavirus my friend you could just you know (laughs) give give him a wink but you could point at him you don't gotta go slapping hands of these mongrels all right (laughs) um yeah, he probably won't do that now, especially given some of the MLS guidance that have come down here that we'll talk about shortly. But oh yeah, we won't even be allowed to go to games here in a few weeks. Like we'll just they'll put shut it all down. We'll be playing in empty stadiums, watching on TV. End mm-hmm. of days, people. It's the end of days. You, you yeah, well, that, there's a possibility that that. Might, I mean, we'll talk about what's going on here in, in San Jose in just a bit. But um, <laughs> I feel like you get mad when I like when I tease things like that, and you're like, "Hold on, hold no, on, no, I'll no. get there." I'm uh, like, I, I wasn't trying to transition. It's just a tease. Yeah, it's a spoiler. <laughs> uh, but I just thought it was real cool seeing that after and and. Um, Peter was obviously very happy with how the performance went. Tim Melia set a new single-season record for most shutouts by a goalkeeper in club history, passing right. Jimmy Nielsen. And said he didn't said he didn't do anything. Yeah. And it's like, stop, Tim. Just stop. Yeah, he was like, it's, it's all down to the people in the field. They gave me this opportunity. It's not me. I didn't do anything, and I was able to break right. the record. I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> well, he didn't do anything that night. He made the one save he's expected to make per game. It all worked out, but... Everyone else was pretty solid, but here's a new, here's a, a little newsflash for you. Jimmy Nielsen actually uh, reached that amount of games in less games played, so oh, really? he, he okay. had more, he had the same amount of shutouts in less games. So I don't know, I don't know if that matters at all, but clearly Tim's still playing and and Nielsen's not. Yeah, so you know, I I did ask Peter after I was like, where does this put? Tim sort of in like the pantheon of, of, of sporting Casey goalkeepers. And he, and he, you know, of course he's like, Tim's great. And, you know, he's talking him up and he's saying how, how great of a keeper he is and how glad they are to have him. And, and then he ends it with, but he's got to win an MLS cup. And I was like, okay, oh, that's there true. You go. So get it done. <laughs> I think if Tim wins an MLS cup, he's hands down, probably the best keeper in, in club history. As much as I love Jimmy Nielsen, as much as I love Tony Miola. Tim's right up there, and Tim's probably got another three, four years. So yeah, for sure. But I mean, the the window is closing on him, and uh, you know. But like you said, it's he's got years ahead of him. But it's not it's not ten years. 
You know what I mean? And who knows what happens? Maybe he has a, a change of heart and just flat out doesn't like playing soccer anymore. All right, maybe he wants to go sell Herbalife or something. I don't know. Let's hope not. But uh, he will <laughs> he will be a sporting legend someday, and he uh, he definitely gets people excited, man. Yeah, he does. Um, one other thing I want to mention before we move on from this game and, and, and whatnot is this game actually earned record ratings for Fox Sports Kansas City on TV. So How cool is that? Maybe that's Polito. Maybe that's people being excited. It's got to be. But, I mean... Because with home games, who's watching it? It's not like it was nationally broadcast. Like, most people are at the game. Right. So the fact that it, it had the highest ratings they've ever had is, is just really cool. And they had the best ratings, too, uh, for the Vancouver game, which is bizarre to me because of how late it was. You know what I mean? Yeah, which does lead me to believe it's, it's Alan Polito who's doing this, which is really it's gotta cool. It's got to be. So get on that Soy Sporting Twitter, SKC. What are you waiting for? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> They still haven't revived no, their Spanish gonna... language Twitter account, even though Jake Reed told me they would. I don't think they they're would. doing that. Oh, he did. He's at media day. He said that that was in their plans, but to revive the Twitter or just to do more Spanish content. I specifically asked him about the Twitter, and he said that they hired some gotcha. bilingual employees, and and that that was in their plans. So, wow, we'll see. Well, that's but, cool. Well, like I said, they're putting out like Spanish recaps and stuff like that, which I've right. never seen before, and. uh that's that's kind of neat. Yeah, no, they've definitely never done that before, so that's really cool. Um, and then I mean, Gatti, what do they do? Write up the recap and then put it in Google Translate for right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they have some some bilingual people who can write it up because if it, but I also yeah, wouldn't put Carter it past them to do <laughs> to Google Translate. Um, the man with many hats. He does it while he's dressed as blue. So there you go. Um, Gotti Kinda, Alan Polito, and Peter Vermees all got MLS Team of the Week honors from this game. So so cool. Very cool. Alan Polito was also up for Player of the Week. Um, and, Didn't happen. And yeah, went to our old buddy. Went to Ike. But, hey, yeah. you know, what are you going to do? Ike had a great game, too. Can't complain. So Yeah, he's over here scoring headers, and it's like, well, that's all right. You know, so are we. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do want to get to some of these questions here because we got quite a few. You got questions? Yeah. Some of them are, are, are similar. Um, Kyle Orenberg and, and Connor Hastings both asked a similar question, basically. Um, what happens when Felipe Gutierrez gets healthy? Uh, because all three midfielders, Kinda, uh, Roger, and Ilya, have made arguments they should play. Um, Kinda obviously can't come out. Um, Carter Hastings specifically says, I think, Gotti and Felipe both need to start, but I don't know who will round out the midfield. So you, you pretty much got four starters for three spots. So do you have an opinion on who should be in those three spots? Mm, for the midfield? Yeah. Between Kinda and Roger and Felipe and Ilya. Dude, you know damn well Peter doesn't change it. He doesn't fix it if it's not broken. You know what I mean? So, like, mm-hmm. these guys are getting that cohesion. I just kind of wonder... Will he plug Felipe right in when he's healthy, or will he kind of, kind of wait to see how these guys are doing? And if it's a bad game for one of them, then you throw Felipe in there to mix it up. You know, I just while you're rolling with this mojo, you you just see what happens until you run into a roadblock. Yeah, I think that's what'll happen. Is I think he'll continue to start these three in the midfield, and Felipe will come in in the 18, and he'll work his way off the bench. He'll get 15 minutes one game, and then he'll get. 
you know, 25 and then 30. And he'll sort of work his way back. And then, yeah, it'll really just depend on what he sees in training and what, you know, injuries happen and who's in form and whatnot. But for now, you stick with the three until Felipe's at full fitness. And then we're probably going to see a mix of, of rotation in the midfield, in all honesty. I don't know that there will be, like, one set of those three that will be constantly starting. So. Um, cool, cool. Eric Spratt asked, did either of you try any Spratt. of the, the new concessions in the stadium? So, I don't think you did, did, not, did you? But you got you got some samples, though, right? Yeah, media day, I tried some of the new stuff. I tried the brisket sandwich. I tried the kimchi tots. I tried the um, the brachos, and I tried the fried chicken sandwich. And I will say, the kimchi tots were pretty good. I think the burn-in sandwich was the best. The fried chicken sandwich was okay, and the brachos were a hard pass. Did not like those. Didn't um, like the brachos, huh? Because it sounds great, and I think I'd want to make it myself. Yeah, it's just, like in theory, it's one of those things you're like, oh, that sounds real good. But then when you get it, you're like, oh, this is just the same cheap stadium chips and cheap stadium plastic cheese sauce. And then you just chopped up like a brat and then dumped some sauerkraut on it. And it just wasn't like, it didn't feel like an actual cohesive thing that they, they just took a bratwurst and put it on their pre-existing nachos. So, not my jam, but... Not great, huh? Well, that kimchi sounds tots. interesting, and I might make it myself this weekend. Yeah. Kimchi tots were pretty good. Um, man, you had uh, we didn't have anybody um, else try this, but your wife made a hell of a vegan queso dip, and that sounds weird to people, I'm yeah. sure, but I am not a vegan. I, I'm all about, you know, I, I love cheese. Uh, if you would have put this in front of me and said, hey, eat this cheese dip, and you didn't tell me it was made of cashews, I never would have known. And I would have been like, this is just a really <laughs> good queso dip. So It's great, man. We made it again the next night. I, I had to have another uh, another big bowl of it. <laughs> uh, it's pretty good. So a couple other questions here. Uh, Diamond Club SC at Arkansas. Thoughts on the sleeve sponsor and the timing of the announcement? So Compass Minerals is now was the, the sleeve, sleeve sponsor. sponsor. Was it on their jerseys out there? It was, yeah. And okay, it's I on the jerseys I I they're selling. Tell. I saw that in the gift shop. Okay, I figured they would be. I just didn't know if it was on the the ones they were wearing Saturday. Yeah, I mean, I guess good good for them. Like, I it's a it's a salt company, so like whatever. I'm not like I'm not gonna well, go it, out and you know they they take care of their field. Yeah. Okay, that's true. Um, and their their practice fields too. Okay, so there's a tie-in there. Um, I'm sure they get some SKC gets some sort of money out of the deal, so that's cool. And the, and the logo is fine, like it it it's subtle-ish and 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 looks fine. It's not something that I'm gonna be super jazzed about, and it's not something I'm gonna lose sleep over. It's just kind of there, so right. That's fine for me. Hey, did you know that uh, FYI? I think this is news that broke today, but Tony Miola and Preki are in the top 25 MLS players of all time. Oh, that's cool. I did not see that. To have two out of 25 players presented by, uh, represented by Sporting, I mean, that's that's pretty cool. Very cool. You got uh, goalkeeper legend Miola. I mean, that's a big deal. And Precky was two-time MVP. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty hey, neat. I'll take it. Um, let's see here. A couple other questions. Darren Meeker, uh, he had a two-parter, but one of it – the second part of his question is how awesome are confetti cannons? 
which yes <laughs> they are it's pretty cool to see those back um we had them back where were they shooting from i think they shot them post game i don't think they shot them like mid game but i think after the game they shot them like to yeah. celebrate the victory they're not putting them they're not putting it on the on the opposing goalkeeper anymore are they no as much as it would be fun but that kind of sucks why, why do you think that is i don't know if players compa- complains about having like debris on the field or what but i don't know well probably yeah goalkeepers probably got real pissed about it yeah so i don't know doesn't necessarily bother me but it's cool to see him after the game um but both darren meeker and um cup deville 816 um, another person who asked a question they both asked about coronavirus and how it might impact fans at games now we know Serie A in Italy has has canceled games for the next month there's some Champions League games that are being played behind closed doors English Premier League has banned pregame handshakes which is weird because you still have sweaty ass dudes hugging each other after they run around for 90 minutes touching each other so I'm not sure what the pregame handshake ban does uh, but they want to know if we've heard anything on how this might affect MLS games Um, We already know it's affecting post-game media interviews. We are not, for the foreseeable future, allowed to go into the locker room as we normally are. They're going to have to bring players out, and we're going to have to stand six to eight feet away from the players, which I have thoughts on that. I think it's kind of weird. I don't get what that does, really, but whatever. Um, But I want to get your thoughts because we do have a game coming up on uh, March 21st, I believe it is, scheduled to play in, in San Jose. And San Jose is in the middle of sort of that Bay Area that's being hit really hard in California with the coronavirus. Santa Clara Office of Public or the Santa Clara Public Health Department just recently announced a ban on all mass gatherings of more than a thousand people, which would include San Jose Earthquakes games and other athletic events. And the earthquake said in a statement. The earthquakes fully support the County of Santa Clara Public Health Department's recent announcement barring all mass gatherings through the end of the month and will comply immediately. We will soon have more information regarding upcoming events at Earthquake Stadium. So this is starting to affect Sporting KC. So I guess, one, what are your general thoughts? And two, would you rather SKC play in San Jose on March 21st in an empty stadium? Or would you rather they try to wait and and postpone the game to a midweek game or swap home games what do you think the best solution is here i'd rather do the empty stadium to be honest i mean just uh just refund the the people's money or uh or you could play that game here and yeah you could swap them like that you definitely don't want to try to add it later to try to do like a wednesday midweek game because that's not that's not fun for anybody i mean we know how those midweek games really take a toll on teams um which is why they've pretty much eliminated those this year um. So yeah, I don't know. I I want a game to be played regardless. I don't want it to be postponed or anything. I I, I want it to be played. Yeah, and, and and you before we started recording, you started telling me something interesting that your wife found about a, a study regarding home field advantage in soccer and like how playing in empty stadiums might affect whether home field advantage is a real thing or not. So do you have that little quote that you read me before that you could just read? Because I thought that was pretty interesting. It, it, we believe it was from a study yeah, sure. done in 2015 um, by a guy named Stephen, Stephen Zhang, and it was published in, in the, the Pitt Journal, is what it was called, a scientific journal. So why don't you go ahead and read that? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, it says games that were played in empty stadiums in the past due to extenuating circumstances like this actually lead to a really great control environment to study the impact of home field advantage for various sports since it is as close to neutral as you can possibly get. Studies showed that in soccer, a majority of the home field advantage isn't really from the teams feeling inspired by fans. Sorry, guys. We, we do all the yelling we can, but it <laughs> doesn't matter. We suck. But, but more from refs feeling unconsciously influenced by fans and calling more in favor of home teams. If teams in MLS start playing in empty stadiums, that could provide more data and better understanding of the home field impact, which is kind of neat. Um, however, keep yelling at those refs, people. Keep telling that one ref that uh, his calves aren't as big as the other ref's calves, you know? <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it might impact home field advantage. It's I don't know. It's going to be weird. It's going to be tough. We don't. This is such a quick, evolving situation that by the time this podcast posts tomorrow morning, we're recording this on Tuesday, who knows what will have happened in the last 18 hours. So it could be different by the time y'all are listening to this than it was when we recorded. But it is what it is. We just kind of got to take it as we come or as it comes. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll just roll with the punches and, and do what we can. But if we happens. do if we do swap home games, it might set up a potentially tough set of games later in the year because we're next scheduled to play San Jose at home on August 15th. And that's our only home game in the month of August. So if we did swap home games with them, we would have four straight away games four weeks in a row in August. So That would suck. That'd be a little tough. I doubt sporting wants to do that. So No, I mean, you got to do what you got to do, of course. But, uh, yeah, that'd be sad for everybody. You know, no home game in August. I mean, thank God because it's, it's usually a hot month, so I don't need to be out there. <laughs> right. Um. Looking forward, we did get a message um, from uh, Jacob Latorno. I probably am saying his name wrong. Um, just like I say, the Finkel Dyes name wrong all the time. Shout out to the Finkel Dyes. We <laughs> saw them <laughs> ahead of the game, and they made sure to remind me how to say their last name correctly. Um, he wants to know, Jacob wants to know, what are the biggest advantages and disadvantages for the Atlanta game next week? Uh, any lineup switches you would like to see? And then he said that he loves the pod and has been listening for two years and appreciates all that we do. Nice. So thank you. Well, we appreciate you. Um, So Um, what do you think about Atlanta next week? Dude, I think you got to keep the same lineup. Why the hell not? No one's hurt. No, I mean, well, Polito went down with a little knock, but he came right back on in five seconds. So I'm sure that was fine. Uh, You know, I, I, it's nice that, I don't want to say it's nice. (laughs) Joseph Martinez won't be there. You know, he's hurt. Yeah. So that's a plus for us and every other team. Brad Guzan's still an unstoppable force back there. I, I know I, I love to hate him and hate to love him. Being a, a national team guy, he was. But uh, I don't know, man. I think we have a pretty good chance. They're, they're not the powerhouse Atlanta that they were. Yes, they beat Cincinnati over the weekend, but they also let Cincinnati score, which is ridiculous. No one lets Cincinnati score. Yeah, yeah. They they don't have the firepower that they did when they had Joseph Martinez in their lineup. They Adam John is their only striker. They just signed JJ Williams from Birmingham, but he's not going to be much of a factor, at least not yet. Um, as far as matchups goes, I mean Polito and Kinda against that back line is is going to be a, a key matchup. They don't have 
Leandro Gonzalo Perez like they did last year. They don't have Michael Parkhurst like they did last year. So a couple new center backs. And then our back line versus Adam John at striker. That's going to be another key matchup as well. So um, I think the biggest disadvantage. I think we'll be okay. Yeah, I, I think on the field we match up pretty well. I think the biggest disadvantage is Mercedes Benz Stadium is a tough environment to play in. So that's the biggest thing going against SKC. But for sure. But as we read, it's only because they influence the referees. <laughs> um, what do you have a prediction on a result? Yeah, man. I think we can go down there and do a, you know, I think we'll score. I think we'll score a mm-hmm. couple goals. But yeah. I could see a 2-1 situation. That's what I was going to say, too. I think it's a 2-1 victory, Sporting KC. I'm not going to pick against the Sporting team while they're playing like this so early in the league. I, I'm, ju- I'm just not. Yeah, yeah. They're playing too well. So ride them with while they're hot. So Or ride with them while they're hot. Absolutely. You know, and towards the end of last season, uh, Extra Time Radio did not talk about sporting a lot because why would you? They weren't dominating like they, they were in the beginning of the season. And, you know, they finally got a little mention two weeks into the season um, this week about <laughs> um, about our game. So I was like, hey, look at that. Must be doing something right getting on the pod, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they can't ignore us when we're the, uh, granted, two weeks in, but top team in the West and playing as strong as we are. So... Right and and doing it against two conference opponents. I mean, that's yeah. Those are six point swings right there. So you always say you got to win your conference games, you know, and your mm-hmm. home games. Hundred percent. Uh, last question I want to take today um, comes from Eric Martinez. Uh, what is your takeaway from all uh, from the first team players going to SKC two and losing? So just to to sort of give some context. Um, Sporting KC2 lost at home to the Charlotte Independence 2-1. There were some first-team players, um, senior team players, I should say, that went down and, and played uh, in this game. Richard Sanchez, Jalen Lindsay, Graham Smith, Amadou Dia, Gianluca Buzio, uh, Felipe Hernandez, uh, Juan Cousin. These are all people that are signed to senior team contracts that, that played in this game. So... Do you put a lot of stock in some of these guys going down and, and getting into this USL game and then and the team losing? Or, or, or what do you think that means? Uh, not really. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it means a whole lot, man. I mean, do you, think they, do you think they practice together all week leading up to game day for Sporting KC2? Or do oh, you no. think like, yeah, they're probably just like, hey, going to get you some time this weekend uh, tomorrow. Yeah. You're good to play with Sporting KC too, so I mean you don't you don't take much away from those Sporting KC two games, which is sad because you want to watch more soccer. But how competitive is that soccer going to be? Yeah, I mean, look, Gianluca Buzio got in the game Saturday night, and then Sunday started Sporting KC two game. So yeah, these these senior team guys they they train with Sporting Kansas City all throughout the week, and then they get thrown in in the mix with the SKC two guys that practice all together. Um, I think that's cool, man. That boost got some more time. I mean, yeah. it's, uh, I think he'll have an impact in Atlanta. I really do. Yeah. This was the first game of the USL season. Um, not all of these guys practice together all the time. Soccer's weird sometimes. So I, I wouldn't take this, um, to mean too much. Um, granted SKC's only goal was an own goal. 
so it, they didn't generate a lot of offense, but it's one week, so I wouldn't read too much into this. Buzio looked great in when he came into the game um, on Saturday night, so I, I would look more into that than I would anything else. So I wouldn't worry too much. But For sure. Um, we're just about out of time here, but um, obviously Atlanta and SKC – a big game um, that we'll be watching. Uh, there's some CCL games this week. Um, Montreal um, played Olympia Tuesday night, but at the time of this recording, that was not yet um, finished. Tonight, Wednesday night, NYCFC takes on Tigres, and Club America takes on Atlanta United in um, in Mexico. So Atlanta will be coming back from that, playing on short rest against us. So that'll be a, another good thing for SKC. And then Thursday, LAFC takes on Cruz Azul. Um, outside of those, just do you have like one game, one non-SKC game this weekend that you're kind of looking forward to watching at all? Oh, that requires me to look at the schedule here, doesn't it? (laughs) (laughs) I can say mine first if you want me to. Well, I was actually just looking at the power rankings real quick, but, uh, you see, we jumped from 13 to six in MLS power rankings. Okay. I didn't see that. I saw we jumped up to three in ESPN. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I, uh, I don't put a lot of stock in the ESPN ones because they're not no. as nerdy about MLS as no. the MLS guys are. Right. But uh, to put us at six, man, they got Atlanta at one. Um, I don't know about that. You know, basically they're just saying SKC's fun again, man. And we started the season at 18. So yeah. two games in, we've jumped up to six. Yeah, Atlanta's not the best team in the league. So I can tell you that right now. No, definitely not. But, you know, Houston and Vancouver weren't nothing either, you know. Yeah. They got Houston sitting at 24, for God's sakes. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, besides CCL, which is pretty exciting to get started, um, because a lot of the games are actually, at least half of them are actually 7 o'clock our time, and the other half are like (laughs) 9.30. Yeah. But you kind of got to look at Miami and LA Galaxy. Yeah. They're going to have that on Big Fox. Yep. Is it? Yeah. Uh, Miami's not really stellar right now and neither of the galaxy so i feel like both teams are really trying to find themselves um toronto and nashville could be exciting toronto's looking pretty decent really um what else you got here man philly and san jose philly's scoring goals that that philly and lefc game by the way three to three wild did anyone play a lick of defense man or everyone just was like hey let's just score stunners the whole time let's just kobe it out and play you know (laughs) god rest his soul let's just shoot threes the whole freaking game yeah, that was wild. That uh, that, that was free wild, kick. Man. Minnesota has free kick, right? Pretty crazy. Minnesota has a primetime Sunday night game against Red Bull, so that'll be good for them to get a little little FS1 exposure. So yeah, that'll be fun. But I think if you're picking one, it's it's got to be Miami and LA Galaxy. Yeah, that's the one for me. One just to finally see a game in Miami after what feels like it's been 84 years. Um, <laughs> right. That we've been but on it's that. on it's national television, man. It's Big, Big Fox. Fox. So that's cool. And I feel like both teams are going to be a little desperate. Chicharito has to have a good showing, and Miami's looking for their first win. So, like, they're both going to be desperate to right. actually do something. So it should be entertaining. But For sure. That's what I got this week, man. You got anything else for our uh, good listeners? That's it, man. Thank you, all for, uh, thank you all for coming in, all right, to this little world of ours. Yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, As we mentioned before, make sure you leave a five-star rating and review if you're so inclined on Apple Podcasts. 
Make sure you follow us on Twitter at NoOtherPod, at Dan Kuzer, and at JCMac03. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash NoOtherPod. Shoot us an email, NoOtherPod at gmail.com. You can be like Dr. Marty who keeps uh, taunting Dan with Jordan Morris content. So, Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, Dr. if you guys... Marty. He's got uh, some vet offices, by the way, that are not accepting new patients, which is fine because <laughs> he wouldn't want my dogs anyways. Yeah. You try to go to him? No, we're just looking it up. We're like uh, looking for something a little better, maybe a little more. I think our current office was like, like change their hours or something. And it's like, oh, well, we liked you because your hours were decent for us. So we'll, yeah. we'll have to see. Yeah. Oh, well. Um, oh, well. But yeah, shoot us an email, nootherpod at gmail.com. And, uh, and yeah, make sure you tell your family, tell your friends, anybody who likes SKC or doesn't like SKC, tell them to listen to the pod. But until next week. He's Dan. I'm Jimmy. We'll be back at you with hopefully a third victory pod in a row. See ya. My coronavirus. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.